has this ever happened to you? It's the end of a stressful day. You have no energy left. You're feeling overwhelmed and just overworked from your long day. And you're just drawn to sugar. You're not even sure when you got in your kitchen, but all of a sudden you're eating ice cream, maybe cookies. And when it's all said and done, you're really not even sure exactly how much you ate. And you just feel powerless against sugar. You feel out of control and it feels like this endless cycle of eating sugar, craving sugar, and repeat the process. Well, this is pretty common. Sugar is highly addictive. So today I want to be talking all about sugar, helping you to understand it better, and then giving you some practical tips and strategies for you to implement. Hi friends, and welcome to the Healthy Beyond 40 show. I'm Michelle, Mama Four, a military wife. I have my doctorate in physical therapy, and I'm an online personal trainer, health coach, and yoga teacher. Do you wish that you had more energy and could get into shape? Do you feel like you're struggling to lose weight? Maybe you've tried a diet before, but it just wasn't sustainable, and now you don't know how to get started. We're going to look at health holistically here, and most importantly, keep things simple and quick. If you're ready to develop healthier habits, exercise consistently, and lose weight sustainably without long workouts or following strict diets, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, I bring together my expertise with real life strategies. No magic pill here, so lace up those shoes and get moving. All right, so I'm so excited for this topic because it's so common and we literally have so much sugar around us. So first, I want to talk about why do we crave sugar? So sugar is super addictive. In some studies, it's actually been shown more addictive than drugs. So what happens is when we eat sugar, we increase our dopamine, and this is our feel-good hormone. So this is why when we eat sugar, we feel happy. And what is usually happen is we're suppressing other feelings. So sometimes we're overwhelmed or stressed. We may be sad. We could potentially even be happy, and we're suppressing feelings by eating the sugar because our dopamine increases. So if you think about your past experiences, a lot of the times the way we treat children is when they're sad or they're hurt, we give them sugar. And this is what usually happened to most of us. And even on the positive side, when we go to a lot of celebrations, parties, different things like that, it's always sugar. We're always celebrating with sugar. So we have to really look at this. And especially with those harder feelings, when we're feeling sad or stressed, We need to pay attention here of what's going on and we need to actually work through those feelings and figure out a way to deal with those so that we're not trying unconsciously to eat that sugar so we can suppress those feelings and feel good. Hey friends, if you guys are looking to incorporate some healthy habits into your life, I wanted to tell you about my healthy habits challenge that is starting August 14th if you want to join We're going to be focusing on three areas to create healthy habits. One is going to be movement. So just moving our bodies more. Two is going to be adding in a little bit of strength training. And all of this is set customized to each person so that it's doable. And the last habit is going to be around nutrition. So maybe for someone, this might have to do with sugar. Maybe it's putting a limit, maybe two or three treats per week. Maybe it's more about getting protein and fiber added into your day to help with those sugar cravings. So all these habits are going to be customized to each client so that it feels doable and that they can actually get the success that they need. So if you're interested in this challenge and want to see if it's a good fit for you, 
check out the description below and you're going to see a link to set up a free call with me. And we're just going to chat. We're going to talk through your goals and your struggles and see what habits you could use in your life to help you reach those goals. So I would love to chat with you and hear from you. So find that link down below to sign up. The next thing I want to talk about is added sugars versus natural sugars. An added sugar is when sugar has been added to something. So we commonly think of ice cream. We add sugar to that, cookies, anything like that. We're adding sugar. But I also want you to keep in mind that added sugar is not just cane sugar or high fructose corn syrup. Added sugar can also be honey or maple syrup. So even those are more of a natural sugar and they have other beneficial properties in them, it's still an added sugar. And so it still impacts our blood sugar in the same way. So a natural sugar is something that's naturally occurring within a food. So it's not isolated. It's part of the food. So if we're thinking of apples, so apples have natural sugar in them, but it's part of the food. So they also have fiber and other micronutrients in it. And what happens when we have that fiber and other nutrients in it, the fiber is going to help slow that blood sugar spike down. So added sugars, we're adding sugar to something, a natural sugar. It's part of the food. It's already in there. And there's usually these other compounds like fiber in there. So when we're thinking about added sugars versus natural sugars, we're going to want to limit our added sugars. So that even means honey or maple syrup. We really want to limit those or potentially not even have them depending where you are. And for the most part, some people do better with carbs. Some people do better with less carbs. So in our genetics, people are going to have different tolerance for the amount of carbs. But what we want to stick to is more those natural occurring sugars that might happen in apples, even some vegetables, whole grains, things like that. And this is going to lead right into my next topic is foods with hidden sugar, because sometimes we're aware of where those added sugars are. Like if we're having a tea or a soda or a pop, but there's also a lot of foods that have some hidden sugar in it. And I'm just going to give you a few examples. And what I want you to really take away from this is to read your food labels. So make sure that you are reading those labels so that you know what you are eating. So I'm going to go through a little list I have here. So first is ketchup. Most of us might know this. So there's about four grams of sugar per tablespoon. So definitely if you're using ketchup, you want to limit it or maybe even see if you can do without ketchup. I'm a mustard person. I know not everybody is, but I love my mustard on things. Another thing that has a lot of sugar is barbecue sauce. So you absolutely have to look at the labels when you're buying barbecue sauce. And I was really shocked with this. Some have like 12 or 16 grams of sugar per serving. So I think that's either one or two tablespoons. So it's not very much. Um, one barbecue sauce that I typically use is Stubbs and the original one, and that has about four grams of sugar. So it still has quite a bit of sugar, but not nowhere near as most of the barbecue sauces out there. Another one to look at is pasta sauce. So again, they put sugar in this and we don't even realize it. So depending on the brand, they could put six to 12 grams of sugar in half a cup. So look at that. The pasta sauce I use is the organic one from Aldi's. Another one 
where there is hidden sugars is granola bars. And if you really look at the labels, typically it's eight grams plus, sometimes way more. It's basically like having a cookie or a treat, but you're eating it and you're thinking it's some healthy snack. So I want you to even think about this. If you have kids or grandkids and you're giving them granola bars, you're really giving them a treat, a cookie. The other one is yogurt. So if you are buying sweetened yogurt, there's a lot of sugar in there. Again, it depends on the brand and the serving size, anywhere from 12 to 30 grams of added sugar. So if you want to do yogurt, you really have to go for the unsweetened yogurt. And then I like to use fruit, berries to sweeten my yogurt. And one more example I'm going to give here is salad dressing. And I was surprised we had gotten one salad dressing. And my son who tends to like salad, he was just like licking the salad dressing off of his plate like using so much. And then I finally looked at the label and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's sugar in here. You just wouldn't think that they had quite a bit of sugar. I think there was like six grams of sugar in that one. So again, making sure that we're reading our labels so we can make informed decisions. Because when we're eating this food that has sugar in it and we don't even realize it, it can really add to our cravings and add to that sweetness that we crave. So you have to let your taste buds adapt to eating less sugar. So if you're eating a lot of sugar, just slowly cutting back, letting those taste buds adapt and things will become sweeter. So next I want to move on to this question I get, how often should I eat treats? And again, there really is no rule. Everybody's different. Everybody can tolerate more or less carbs or sugar and everybody moves differently. Everybody's body is different. So there's not one answer. But for the most part, we really don't need added sugar, our bodies really weren't meant to have a lot of it. So although I'm not going to give you a rule here or tell you how many treats you should or shouldn't have a week, I'm going to give you this example. So when I recently did a challenge for my clients in May, I had a couple clients that decided to pick a habit or a goal of only two treats a week. So what this is doing is it was really creating a boundary because sometimes some people live better by rules or having a limit. So as I typically don't like people to follow a diet or create hard rules, but sometimes if we have that little bit of structure, it really helps us to know when is enough. So this worked really well for my clients is creating a limit for the week. It gave them structure. It allowed them to still indulge on the things they want and also forced them to choose the things that they really wanted. So those treats that they did eat were things that they really wanted and they really enjoyed. So you have to sort of shift your mindset a little bit when you're doing this. The other question I get asked a lot is what to eat instead of sugar. So I want you to think about why you're wanting the sugar first. Again, it goes back to that first part is are we stressed? Are we overwhelmed? Are we sad? Is there some emotion that we actually need to deal with? deal with and it really has nothing to do with eating. So think of that first. But things you can eat instead of added sugar would be things like fruit. Fruit is sweet and you can combine that with a little bit of a protein or a healthy fat so it doesn't spike your blood sugar as much. Another idea is to make fruit popsicles. So really just blend up some fruit in a blender. You can add some coconut milk in there. You could even add some protein powder and make these fruit popsicles. So finding healthy ways to get that sweetness, and it usually has to do with fruit. 
So berries typically have a lower glycemic index, so that means they're not going to spike your blood sugars high. So berries are typically a good way to go. And also, as we're talking about sugar here, I want you to think of when you do have sugar, thinking about that portion size. And can you keep that portion size smaller and limited instead of going overboard? And sometimes there's things we have to work through of why we're going overboard. And there's mindset blocks or emotional shifts or different things you really need to work through to be able to get past that. But keep that portion size in mind. I find that a common culprit of people who are craving sugar a lot and stuck in that sugar cycle is really stress and emotions. And one of the products I started to use when my stress was high, if you've been here before, I've talked about how we moved across the country because my husband's in the military and also moving with four kids. So I was getting really stressed and overwhelmed. And I know one of my other friends had used Organifi's green juice. So I started drinking that. And what's in it is the different adaptogen herbs that help with your stress response. So they help to lower your cortisol, which is one of your stress hormones. And as I was visiting my mom a week ago, she was asking like, why I picked Organifi's? And one of the reasons I did, because there's other green juices out there, but Organifi's has a full dose of ashwagandha in it. So that's that one of the main adaptogen herbs in there that help with energy and also help with stress levels. I had tried different green juice at the same time, and I didn't really notice a difference in my energy and stress levels, but I did with Organifi's. So that is why I like it. So if stress is something that you're dealing with, of course, you need to deal with the stress. You can't just take some supplement for it to go away, but it can be a great way to add something extra and help to balance your hormones and your stress levels in your body. So if you guys want to check out Organifi's Green Juice, use the code HEALTHY20, and there will also be a link in the podcast description where you can go directly to that. The other one that I use with Organifi is their Gold. And this is one I use in the evening and it has lemon bulb in it. So it's a really relaxing herb. It has turmeric and other herbs and adaptogen in it that can really help to relax and calm your body. So I don't take that one every night. Sometimes I have a lavender and chamomile tea, but the Organifi Gold is a great one to look at if you are putting in an order and you sort of like having that calming evening routine. And I typically add a little bit of coconut milk to mine and it makes it really creamy and good. I actually just had that last night. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope that you have a takeaway from this episode. So I gave a lot of information, but you may not need all the information. So I want you to really think of what is that one takeaway from this episode? Is there something that you need to implement? So I would love it if you head to my Facebook group, Healthy Beyond 40, and in that group, tell us what your takeaway is, what your goal, what your habit is that you want to work on for the week. And also one last reminder is if you're interested in my Healthy Habits Challenge, set up a free call with me and let's see if this challenge is right for you. And especially if you are dealing with sugar, let's figure out a habit and a way to really support you and work through these sugar cravings and work for a way to feel like you are more in control around sugar. All right, guys, keep moving.